Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Turn up the heat on FCS football, available wherever you get your podcasts. The FCS Fever Podcast is presented by Betfred Sports and part of the Aaron Torres Media Feed. Glad you're with us. I'm Chris Sylvester, and this is our Week 8 preview show. I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park for newly top-ranked South Dakota State. They are back in North Dakota, this time to Grand Forks. To take on the Fighting Hawks, we'll break down that matchup. Might the big sky picture become a little clearer after this weekend? Montana State, Weber State lock horns in Bozeman. Montana goes to Sacramento to take on the second-ranked Hornets. Got some more great matchups in the CAA. And a test for Jackson State as they dip out of the SWAC and take on the Campbell Camels this weekend. You can bet some of those matchups will be in our top five hottest matchups to watch here on FCS Fever. But before we jump in head first, we'd like to remind you the FCS Fever podcast is presented by Betfred Sports. When you play in the Betfred Sportsbook, no one gives out more free bonuses than Betfred. The more you bet, the bigger the bonus. Here's the good news. They'll be putting out lines for FCS games all season long. Committed to being the best book anywhere for fans of FCS football. Betfred is one of Europe's biggest sports books, started in 1967 by Fred Dunn. Now in the U.S., they've hit the market in a big way. Official betting partner of the Denver Broncos, Colorado Rockies, and now the Cincinnati Bengals, currently licensed in Arizona, Colorado, Iowa, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Louisiana, Washington, and soon Ohio. Sign up today, place a $50 bet this weekend, and Betfred will give you a bonus $250 for betting. Nobody does more for their betters than our friends at Betfred Sports. Hope you took advantage of that exclusive FCS line last week. We had NDSU, SDSU, the Dakota Marker line, and the over-under before any other book. And we had it as a pick'em. Now, when I looked Saturday morning at some other books, NDSU was anywhere from a three- to four-point favorite. That would have been some real good value as a Jackrabbit better or a Jackrabbit fan, if you felt good about it. We mentioned the close location. While Betfred isn't in South Dakota, we mentioned how close the Iowa location is. So that's something to keep in mind 
if you feel good about the Jackrabbits maybe running the table, maybe winning the title, when some of those odds start to pour out later in the regular season and as we inch closer to the FCS playoffs. As we inch closer to the month of November, we can start to kind of scrap teams off the board that we thought maybe were good enough for an at-large bid because, well, they've faltered in conference play. And if you don't take care of business in conference play, you're not going to make the FCS playoffs. This will be another weekend that separates pretenders, contenders, everything in between. Now, you look at the slate, and the first thing that kind of jumps out is one of the earlier games on Saturday. In fact, it kicks as early as any game on Saturday. And I'm talking about a top 25 FBS program against the top 25 FCS program. I'm talking about a top 5 FBS program against the top 25 FCS program. UT Martin, who went to Boise State earlier in the season, now is a much shorter trek to pick up a check. And they go to Knoxville to take on the story of college football right now, and that's third-ranked Tennessee. Um, good luck to UT Martin, especially after Tennessee's confidence-boosting win over Alabama last week. If anything, if anything, maybe UT Martin can catch Tennessee napping, looking at it as a as a sleepwalk week. That would be interesting. I, I just don't think UT Martin has the firepower on offense uh, to, to really make that game interesting in any which way. Still do think that is a, a very formidable FCS playoff team when you look at the 2022 picture. Okay, here's a matchup I really like. It's not going to make our FCS top five matchups of the week here on FCS Fever, but it's in the CAA. And what's unfortunate about the CAA being so good seemingly from top to just about bottom this year is – there are going to be some, some playoff-worthy teams in, in terms of talent and, and resume that, that just aren't going to get in because they're going to finish something like 6-5 and five or 7-4 and four and, and get beat out by a Missouri Valley team or a Big Sky team that also falls under that 7-4 and four lining. Or maybe even a bid stealer from another conference like the Southland if for whatever reason UIW doesn't come out of the Southland Conference. Remember, they have that loss to southeastern Louisiana, although... Sela has not looked all that great since. Rhode Island goes to Monmouth, and Rhode Island just picked up a signature win, resume win, last week over Elon. We picked them over Elon. We thought with all the urgency surrounding the game for the Rams, who were in the top 25 at the start of the season in the FCS, that they were going to find a way to get it done. They did. It was a low-scoring game, 17-10. They hand Elon its first colonial loss of the season but here comes the gauntlet now for Rhode Island. Sitting at 4-2 and two with losses to Delaware and a loss at FBS Pitt. They've got Monmouth on the road this weekend, and they've got William & Mary on the road the following weekend. Uh, then they'll get a home game against Maine and then go to New Hampshire, who looks good, and then Albany at home, they look good. So Monmouth, another team that very much feels like they are alive in the FCS playoff hunt. You look at what the Hawks have done so far this season. Sitting at 4-3, and three, they do have one more loss than Rhode Island. They lost at New Hampshire out of the gate. Had a tough three-point loss at home early in the season to Fordham. But since then, Georgetown, they beat them. Villanova on the road, that's a good win. At Lehigh, they won. Home against Albany, they won. Last time out, slipped up against Maine. So Here's the urgency turning up for Monmouth. They're at home. You look at their slate the rest of the way. They got Rhode Island this week. If they can take care of business against Rhode Island this weekend, 
there is a pathway for Monmouth to get to 7-4 and four and at least be in consideration for an FCS playoff berth. Now, Maine didn't look too good in the non-conference portion of the schedule. They're 2-1 and one in the CAA. That has historically been a pretty good program in the Colonial. I don't think they're a playoff team this year. They'd have to run the table the rest of the way. But that might not stand up as, as bad of a loss as you might think. New Hampshire, Fordham, those could very well be FCS playoff teams. So those aren't bad losses at the jump. The main loss on the road, we'll see how that looks over time. But with a home game against Rhode Island this weekend, then you have Towson at home the following weekend. Going to Delaware to open the month of November is not going to be a lot of fun. But then a bye week followed by Stony Brook to wrap the regular season. If Monmouth can win three of these next four, and I don't think it's going to be the first weekend of November at Delaware. I think it's going to have to be this weekend against Rhode Island. I'm interested to see Rhode Island, a team that has had some issues scoring the football this season it, at times against a Monmouth team that, that would rather play in a shootout type of atmosphere. I'm interested to see if the Rams can match Monmouth and the Hawks blow for blow. I do like Rhode Island to win this game. I think they're going to sustain that momentum that they took from their home victory against Elon last week. But if Monmouth wins, I think Monmouth in the driver's seat to get to 7-4 and four and at least be in that conversation again. Not in our top five, but certainly a matchup to watch out of the Colonial. So much good football being played in the CAA this season. All right, no sidestepping. It's time for the FCS Fever Top 5 Hottest Matchups of the Week. As we head into the penultimate weekend of October, we said it earlier, pretenders, contenders, everything in between, we'll start to really figure things out as we inch closer to the FCS playoffs. We'll start with number five, and we'll start in Missouri Valley football country. South Dakota State, the top-ranked Jackrabbits, they were just in North Dakota, knocked off the Bison, a great comeback last week, now sitting atop the rankings just about everywhere you look. They are back in the state of North Dakota this week, this time taking on the Fighting Hawks of North Dakota, and they are far from a slouch. North Dakota sitting at 4-2, and two, currently third place with a 3-1 and one conference record in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Their losses at Nebraska to open the season. Remember how tight that one was for about three quarters. And then at Southern Illinois, who's looked better than Southern Illinois after the Saluki's 0-2 start. You answer me that because I don't have a clear-cut answer for you. North Dakota welcomes in South Dakota State this weekend. It starts at uh, 1 o'clock Pacific, 4 o'clock Eastern. It'll be on ESPN+. Plus. Look, South Dakota State, they, they've done just about everything right to this point since the loss to Iowa. I, I still think that improvements need to be made on offense. They need to, to gather more explosive plays on that side of the football to, to really have a chance to get to Frisco and win the national title, something Coach Stig's been trying to do for more than a quarter century in Brookings. But, but this isn't going to be easy against North Dakota uh, this weekend. North Dakota last time out went to Youngstown State, had a 35-30 win over the Penguins on the road. You look at the Fighting Hawks and what they've been able to put together behind their junior quarterback, Tommy Schuster, who's been accurate. He's been efficient, over 1,400 yards Eight touchdowns, just two interceptions for Schuster this year. Not a guy that gives the opposition a whole lot of opportunity with turnovers and mismanaging the game. Last time out, 292 yards and a touchdown against Youngstown State on the road. 
Tyler Hoosman coming out of the backfield along with North Dakota's own Isaiah Smith. Hoosman has run for almost 500 yards, seven touchdowns, more than six a carry. Look, we, we've been looking at this North Dakota program as a threat to make a deep playoff run since they were in the big sky, since they had uh, the two-headed running back monster a handful of years ago. Bubba Schweigert knows how to win football games. We saw him do it in the big sky against the Montana programs, the Weber State programs, uh, any of the top programs that were in the big sky. It was never an easy trip going to the Alluris Center to take on this North Dakota team. I think it's going to be anything but an easy trip for South Dakota State this week. Now for the Jackrabbits, they do get the services of Tucker Kraft back. Who knows how much he'll be limited at the tight end spot. Isaiah Davis on the other side for South Dakota State. He's been terrific, almost 800 yards, six touchdowns this year. Granowski, numbers look good, more than 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns, just three picks, much like Schuster on the other side. He's not a guy that's going to give the opportunities uh, to the opposition with turnovers, interception, fumbles. That's what's made South Dakota State undefeated against the FCS. That's what's got them atop the rankings right now. But it's really been the defense of the Jackrabbits that has shined more than anything. Can North Dakota do enough and, and throw enough looks on offense and throw enough wrinkles into that playbook to make South Dakota State feel uneasy on defense? I think that's what it comes down to. I think North Dakota's defense can keep Mark Ranowski and South Dakota State's offense in check. I don't see South Dakota State having a big day on the scoreboard, but the question for North Dakota is, look, they put 48 on Missouri State. They've put up Big numbers against other Missouri Valley defenses. We mentioned the 35 last time against Youngstown, uh, 29 on the road against Northern Iowa, rather at home against Northern Iowa way back in week two. That's my question for North Dakota. Can they hang around in this game? Yes. Can they win this game? There's a world where they do. Not picking the Fighting Hawks. Be interested to see what that spread is when it comes out Friday, Saturday. But I do think it's going to be a very tough test for South Dakota State. I don't think just because South Dakota State won that Dakota marker game that it's going to be a walk in the park to get to that top seed for the FCS playoffs. So I expect this to be a really, really good game in Grand Forks this weekend. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, with number four, how about we take a dip out of conference play? And look, conference races are heating up. Conference football is a really good product right now. But here's a couple of teams that could really use a resume win in terms of beating somebody from another conference. I'm talking about our number four matchup this week. It's on ESPN+. Plus. Kicks at 3 Eastern. It's the Campbell Fighting Camels sitting at 4-2. and two. They are playing a terrific brand of football right now. 
They have won three consecutive games after back-to-back -back losses against William & Mary and East Carolina in early September. They hit the road and head to Mississippi Veterans Memorial Stadium to take on 6-0 undefeated Jackson State. Now, depending on what poll you look at, these are two top 25 FCS programs, Jackson State, since a very impressive start to the season and really just an impressive resume all the way through. They have been in the top 10 for much of the year, but who's Jackson State really played to this point? Now they dominated FAMU opening week, and then 16-3, they grinded it out against Tennessee State, who's finally starting to play a better brand of football, what we expected from Eddie George's bunch at the start of the year. But since then, Grambling, Mississippi Valley State, Bama State, Bethune-Cookman on the road, Jackson State hasn't really been challenged. And coming out of the SWAC, you're not going to have too many national challenges as it is. Now Florida A&M, uh, they have seemingly put some things together. They've won five straight since the loss to Jackson State in the Orange Blossom Classic, so that's looking like a better win each and every week. Southern is on the docket. They're 4-2, and 3-1 and one in conference play. Texas Southern, 2-2, two 2-4 and two, two and four overall. Traditionally a better program than most out of the SWAC. So perhaps Jackson State will get tested a little bit more in league play here coming up. But as far as I'm concerned, this is the toughest game on the schedule to date for Jackson State. When you look at what Campbell's been able to do, let's not forget Campbell had the top-ranked FCS recruiting class in this past offseason. It wasn't NDSU. It wasn't South Dakota State. It wasn't Montana. It wasn't Sacramento State. It wasn't Weber State. It wasn't Eastern Washington. It was Campbell. It was the fighting camels of Campbell sitting at 4-2 and two overall. They're in first place, undefeated 2-0 and oh in the Big South so far, looking like a, a chance to be the auto bid coming out of that conference. They're certainly the favorite going the rest of the way. I think Gardner-Webb is, is a really good team this year. They've got three FBS losses. They're 2-5 and five overall. They get Gardner-Webb in the middle of November at home. But if they can take care of that, I, I, I see this Campbell team in the postseason once again. But, but for Campbell to elevate their status even further, how about a road win at Jackson State? And you don't really know what Jackson State's thinking. I'd imagine that they'll get back into that celebration bowl. They'll want a better taste in their mouth after a bad performance against South Carolina State, losing the celebration bowl in Atlanta last year. But, look, if there's a world where Jackson State were to try to enter the FCS playoffs, and I really don't know what the thinking is there and if that would even be a good move, from the SWAC champion, which it appears will be Jackson State. Uh, this is this is a big resume booster. If anything, for Deion Sanders, Coach Prime's bunch, uh, this is a win to, to move the needle even further, right? Because a lot of people have Jackson State in their top tens right now, but the resume doesn't necessarily scream top ten. Shadur Sanders has been terrific at the quarterback spot. We've heard all the talk about that. He's got national attention Beyond just FCS football, there are FBS telecasts that are paying attention to what Dion's son is doing at the quarterback spot for Jackson State week in and week out. But this is going to be the best defense. This is going to be the best overall team that Jackson State has seen this season. I'm excited to see what they're able to put together, what they're able to do against Campbell on Saturday. I think it's going to be a really good game. I have trouble thinking Jackson State's going to lose. But look, when Jackson State, when, when they've competed against competition that's higher up than what they usually see week in and week out in the SWAC. They tend to win these low-scoring football games. So I'm interested to see if Jackson State can't really put up the, the, the big gaudy numbers that they've been able to for the most part on offense against most SWAC defenses this year. 
Can they win a low-scoring football game against this Camel team that hasn't lost since the middle of September? I'm very interested to see what happens in this matchup, but I will take Jackson State over Campbell. The Camels are going to be fighting on Saturday. I think that's going to be one of the better games in the FCS this weekend. Number three, and quite honestly, I can't believe we're putting this at number three because if you were to ask me this time last week, I would have told you this was the resounding number one game in the FCS, but there's certainly been a little steam taken out of that sentiment, and I'm talking about the matchup this weekend between Montana and number two, Sacramento State. Now, before Montana's loss this past weekend against Idaho, this was looking like a top-five matchup between two undefeated teams, a lot like what we saw in the Dakota Marker game last season, despite their FBS blemishes, undefeated against the big, uh, against the FCS so far. Now both Sacramento State and Montana, they had taken care of business on their schedule. Montana, no FBSs this year. Sac State, a, a big blowout win over Colorado State on the road earlier this season. I thought this, this had all the makings. ESPN 2, 11 p.m. kick, Big Sky Football after dark in Sacramento. It's the first linear national televised game at Sacramento State in the history of their program. They have been great. They're the only FBS, FCS team D1 football team in the country yet to trail this year through six games. Just went to Eastern Washington, beat down the Eagles 52-28. But uh, just a lot of that was killed. A lot of the momentum of that was killed by Montana's loss at home to Idaho last week. And that's not taking anything away from Idaho. I thought Idaho's a great football team. I think they're even better now that they were able to go to Washington Grizzlies Stadium and knock off Montana this past weekend. But, but I just don't know after watching Montana the last couple weeks. Remember, prior to that, they had the bye week, but they opened the month of October at Idaho State. And Idaho State just won their first game under their new coaching regime this past weekend. But that, that was a slim pickings win for Montana. 28-20, they beat Idaho State, who had a big fourth quarter in that game to make it look a little bit closer than it actually was. And then just a, a really uninspiring performance from Montana at home against Idaho. Look, the, the question about the Grizzlies this year was never really about that defense. It was more so, can, can an explosive offense finally accompany a tenacious Montana defense? That has seemingly been the question for years. And I, I just don't know if Montana's offense is there. I, I just don't know if Montana can go tit for tat with a team like Sac State can go tit for tat with the team like Montana State and if you get into the postseason what happens when a team like Montana matches up with one of the nation's best offenses say UIW or even Fordham depending on where those games are played look we've seen Montana be able to have shootouts before we saw it with Eastern in the playoffs last year they won a high scoring game they're capable of it I, I just think Sac State's defense is too good. I think the offense is too good. I think Scadaboo is too good. Even if Montana is able to take away some running lanes from Scadaboo and O'Hara with that two-quarterback system that just works so well for Troy Taylor, I, I just don't see a scenario where Montana is able to put enough points on the scoreboard this weekend at Sacramento State uh, to win this football game. Now, what resiliency it would be from Montana to, to dust themselves off rather quickly after the home loss against Idaho and then uh, go hand to Sac State, a team that hasn't trailed all year, their first loss of the season. But 
for me, uh, this is a really important game for Montana to have. Montana can't be going into this game thinking that they, they just can compete for 60 minutes, win or lose, and feel pretty good because the road from here is not crystal clear for Montana. I'm not worried about Montana's playoff status, but I'm worried about what type of seed they'll be. It was looking for a long time like they'd have the first weekend off in the FCS playoffs. Now I'm not so sure because if you don't take care of business, which I don't think they will at Sacramento State this weekend, the following week they go to Weber State. And then the schedule softens out a little bit for Montana in November. They host Cal Poly, they host Eastern Washington, but then they go to Montana State in this year's Brawl of the Wild game. So, look, there's a real possibility here that Montana could wind up with four losses, four losses in the conference, and just a pedestrian four and four in conference play. I, I know Grizz fans weren't feeling too good after the Idaho loss, the, the little Brownstein loss against the Vandals, but they got to dust themselves off quickly because this could turn into a three-game losing streak quickly. They need better quarterback play from Lucas Johnson. They need to, to find some answers on defense, too. I mean, uh, there were a lot of situations in the second half, first half, that they could get off the field last week against Idaho. It didn't happen. Idaho was able to extend drives. Young quarterback there for the Vandals was able to kind of carve up the Montana defense in, in different ways that we hadn't really seen any offense due to Montana's defense. Uh, to that point, but I don't I don't know if it gets any easier against Sac State. I mean, you know how I feel about Sac State. Maybe it's the fact that I've seen him in person, but look, to me, this is the number one team in the FCS, and that, that's not to take anything away from South Dakota State, but what Sac State's done in the dominating fashion in which they've done it, look, they've been easily overshadowed. What they did in 19, what they did last season has been easily overshadowed by two underwhelming home playoff losses to Austin P and South Dakota State, and I get it, and that's how I felt about South, uh, rather Sacramento State at the jump here. I, I wondered, hey, you know, great regular season team, can they clear out some of those skeletons from the closet in the postseason, winning if they get there? Now, it's not a question of if, it's win for Sac State, and I do think they'll have a bye again. You hope it doesn't throw them off, but I, look, I like Sacramento State. I like them a lot this weekend. I, You know, I, at one point, I thought this was going to be the game of the week, maybe even the game of the year in the FCS. I, I would have pegged this one if Montana could have stayed undefeated and looked really good against Idaho last week at home. I would have pegged this game as a little bit higher up than the Dakota marker game just because of the struggles North Dakota State had and, and some of the issues that South Dakota State had on offense. But that's not really a conversation right now. Number three matchup of the week, Montana, Sac State, linear. You got to love it. It kind of takes place after everything else, so it's going to have all our attention late on Saturday night. I do like Sacramento State. And I do like Sacramento State to win this football game by more than a possession. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, number two, we're taking you out to Tennessee, Chattanooga, Tennessee. It's a great matchup this week. A top 10 matchup in many FCS polls. The Mercer Bears take on the Chattanooga Mox. Mercer sitting at 6-1, and 4-0 and oh in the conference. Chattanooga at 5-1, and 3-0 and oh in the conference. Mercer's lone blemish. A loss at Auburn. Chattanooga's lone blemish. A loss at a top 25 FBS Illinois team. Now the first thing that jumps out to me in this matchup is will Chattanooga have an answer for Fred Payton? And uh, maybe Fred Payton will be hoisting Walter Payton at some point at the end of this season. The Mercer quarterback has put up video game numbers to this point. 67% of his passes have gone for completions, more than 1,800 yards. But the most nutty stat of it all, how about 21 touchdowns to just one interception all season. I think this Mercer team is legit. I think this Mercer team is deep playoff run good. On the other side for Chattanooga. Yeah, Chattanooga's put together a terrific resume to this point. I think their defense is stronger than their offense if you were to have to pick one or the other. They've Preston Hutchinson, an FBS dropdown, is their quarterback senior out of Mason, Ohio. What he's done this year, 62% of his passes complete, eight touchdowns, five picks, more than 1,300 yards. They, they're not going to rely on him like Mercer's going to rely on Fred Payton. Chattanooga finds other ways to beat you. They've got terrific running back play. Uh, they've got a terrific running back in a young man that's run for almost 700 yards this year. I'm talking about Alum Ford, junior from Florence, South Carolina, averaging more than five and a half yards per carry, seven touchdowns. Last time out against VMI, 22 carries, 172 yards, and a touchdown week before a road win at ETSU. He carried it 28 times for over 100 yards. Even at Illinois, knowing how good Brett Bielema's defense is there, he found some creases to run through, explosive plays. He's one of the best running backs that the FCS has to offer this year. Ran for 93 against the Illini defense. So looking at two teams that have two different types of strength on offense, and that's not to say that Mercer can't run the football. I just don't think they have a running back uh, what Alum Ford presents on the other side for Chattanooga. Now, Chattanooga's at home. This kicks at 1.30 Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. I'm going to go with Mercer here in this game. I, I think uh, Mercer trying to get to the FCS playoffs for the first time in program history. I think Mercer has a really good chance at getting a bye to the second round of the FCS playoffs. How's that uh, for a first time showing in the postseason at this level? I think Mercer's really, really good. I, I don't. I, there's a lot of teams I think Mercer can beat that, that lie ahead of them in the polls right now. I, I'm interested to see how things shape up the rest of the way in conference play, but you look at the remaining schedule for Mercer. After Chattanooga, they get VMI on the road, home against Furman, 
Not going to be an easy game. And then they close against Samford. Right now, Mercer, Chattanooga, Samford all undefeated in the SOCON right now. Mercer could certainly create some separation should they go on the road and win, as we suspect them to do this weekend at Chattanooga. But it won't be easy the rest of the way with Furman hanging around at 3-1 and one in the conference. Look, four really good teams top the SOCON right now. And you can't help but feel like somebody's going to get left out of the picture Pretty surprising that East Tennessee State finds themselves pretty much buried at this point, three and four overall, one and four in the conference. But Mercer six and one, Chattanooga five and one, Samford five and one, Furman five and two with the lone loss against Samford. Lots of things to be decided in the coming weeks in the SoCon, but I do think Mercer's the best team in the conference. I do think they just have a little more than Chattanooga, and in a really good game this weekend, I think the Mercer Bears get the better of the mocks. All right, number one, number one, it takes us to our top matchup of the weekend in FCS football. It's a top five matchup out of the big sky. It's a doozy from Bozeman, Montana. Weber State at 6-0, 3-0 in the big sky. Visits 6-1 Montana State with a 4-0 conference record. Of course, Montana State's lone blemish, a loss against Oregon State back in mid-September. Since then, the Bobcats, they've got Tommy Malott back. They've got Sean Chambers slinging it and running it. It has been a terrific combination of a whole lot of things for Montana State. Brett Vegan is 12-0 in home games in his season and a half as the head coach. On the other side, Weber State. How about resurgent Weber State? They missed the postseason last year, finished with five losses, couldn't overcome a 1-3 start. That wasn't helped out by a very tough schedule out of the shoot. But Weber State, not only have they been good, but they have been borderline dominant. They picked up a signature FBS win back in week two over Utah State, 35-7. Since then, a 30-point win over Utah Tech. A tough grinded out, typical Weber 5.17-12 win at UC Davis to open conference play. And since then, a blowout win over Eastern Washington. They went to Portland State and blew them out 42-7 last weekend. Now, Montana State... Uh, the question for the Bobcats, I think, before last weekend when they had a sketchy first half but then ran away with it in the second half against Northern Colorado, what are you going to do when Tommy Malott returns? And, well, Brett Vegan answered those questions by pretty much putting Malott back at the QB1 spot the second he was healthy enough to play. Malott didn't disappoint at Northern Colorado in a 37-14 win last week, going 16-20, 217 yards, three touchdowns. Chambers, they did work him in there a little bit. He passed it twice, three times, a touchdown, did throw a pick, also ran it for 39 yards and a touchdown. With, with Montana State and the two-headed monster with putting Chambers in there in certain packages and having Malat, the more traditional quarterback, in there in certain packages, Willie Patterson was great last week, 148 receiving yards, three touchdowns. He's emerged as a terrific outside threat, kind of replacing Lance McCutcheon from a season ago. They've also got some tight ends that they like to use. Blake Glessner is a weapon in the kicking game. Look, Montana State is really tough to beat in Bozeman. If there's a team in the big sky not named Sac State that, that I think could do it, I, I think it's this Weber State bunch. And, and I think Weber State, for whatever reason, we haven't paid enough attention to them. They're, they're sitting at five in a lot of the polls. Obviously, they're going to move up if, if they win this one this weekend on the road at Montana State. But Bronson Barron's been, been awesome this year. Last time at Portland State, three touchdowns, 21-31, 274 yards. Dante McMillan, who was kind of in the doghouse or maybe not healthy at the beginning of the year, they're using him more. Nine carries, 81 yards, and a touchdown. I think the question is, and it's the age-old question with Weber State, kind of the question we posed to Montana going to Sac State this weekend, 
Will Weber have enough on offense? And, and look, the, the data so far tells us that, that Weber's scoring more than five touchdowns a game. The only time they've been limited was at UC Davis. What type of game is it going to be in Bozeman this weekend? I, I think it can be anywhere from 17-17 late to 35-35 late because I think Weber has enough on offense for the first time in a while to be able to play and, and win that type of football game. My, my concern is, is Montana State's rushing vaunted attack of Sean Chambers coming out of a bunch of different slots and the potential uh, incumbent return of Isaiah Fonse. I don't think it's going to happen this week. We haven't really heard much about that. But but they have other guys, does Montana State, that they could throw out in a lot of different packages against Weber State's defense. You can never discount Jay Hill being overly prepared to see any type of offense at this level, handle any type of offense at this level. I do like Montana State here, and it, it pains me to pick against Weber State because I, I think this Weber team is perhaps even better than the four straight Big Sky title Weber teams so prior to last season when they had that strange uh, off year. But I think Montana State at home, I, I think they've got just enough going for them. I, I think there's a, certainly a world where Weber State wins this football game. But I'm picking with my head, not my heart. I'm going to go with Montana State here in Bozeman. I think Brett Vegan pu pushes that record to 13-0 and in home games. It's just a great environment for college football. It really has all the feels uh, of an FBS uh, venue if you've ever been there to Bozeman, and that can be said for a lot of FCS programs, a lot of FCS venues, but I just think Montana State, they'll have a little too much at home this weekend against Weber State, who will host Montana, as we mentioned, the following weekend in Ogden. All right, that's all we've got for you this time on FCS Fever. Enjoy the weekend of football. Some really good matchups on the docket. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.